All right, what is up, ASM guys? Good to be back with you. I know I say that a lot, but it is. We are in Galatians chapter 3. So this part today, it's a little bit confusing, actually, and I just want to address that. Um, you guys know, if you watch my videos by now, that I ask you guys to read the passage. Um, this is confusing, <laughs> and that's okay, and I'm going to help try to walk through it. Maybe we can understand this a little bit better today, um, but just off the bat, Paul's going to say some things like, hey, this is an everyday example. You should totally get this. And you're probably going to read it and go, I don't get it. That's okay. I just want you to know that. But our passage is Galatians chapter 3, verses 15 through 22. Uh, if you remember last week, we did 1 through 14. Should actually, th these are connected, and we're kind of going to address that. So you should actually read Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 22. I know it's a lot, but it'll help you understand. So if you haven't read it yet, you know what to do. Pause the video, go ahead, open it up, read it, and come back, and then let's talk. All right, cool. So hopefully now you, you've read it and you're probably confused. Like I said, it's okay. Don't worry. Let's, let's try to un understand this together. All right, so this is, this is the big idea. This is what Paul is trying to say. I would say this is for 15 through 22. This is also through this entire chapter in reality. But he says, the promise is what sets us free, not a checklist. Okay, get that? So it is the promise that sets us free. It is not about a checklist. So hopefully you see how this kind of plays in here. But to help us understand, Paul is kind of creating a difference. He's helping differentiate between the promise and a law, right? So that's what the checklist in our big idea is. It's the law. So he says that there is this promise, but he also says there's this law and how does salvation come and, and what is this playing in? Okay, it's a lot. Let's, let's take a step back. There's two people. This guy named Moses and this guy named Abraham. If you've been around church, you probably heard about both of these. Father Abraham had many sons, right? Okay, so we're talking about these two people. And in this context, what we need to understand is that Abraham was given a promise, right? Abraham is in the book of Genesis. It's the very first book of the Bible. He's one of the first, actually, people, characters that we meet. Abraham was given a promise by God that the reason why we have that song, why it's kind of funny to say Father Abraham, he was the father of Israel. He had many sons. God was giving him the promise of a promised land, that he was going to prosper him, that he was going to take care of him. Abraham was going to be the father of an eternal line forever. That's Abraham. Moses comes after Abraham and then is given the law. Right, One of the most clear ways we can picture this is Moses was handed the Ten Commandments. If you've ever grown up uh, seeing like little kid pictures of the Bible, Moses is holding those two stone tablets, the things that look kind of like tombstones. It's around Halloween time, right? So Moses was given those, and that's the Ten Commandments. That's the law. Like We can picture that and see Moses was given the law. Abraham was given the promise. And now, that's Old Testament context, is what you have to understand. Now bring it into Galatians context. We've been saying this almost every single week. What's the context of this letter? Paul is a missionary, a follower of Jesus, an apostle. He got to see Jesus and was saved. He then went and preached the gospel to many different people, starting many different churches. The church in Galatia was one of them that he started. And now those people in Galatia, which is a real city, they are receiving this letter from Paul because they have been confused 
and led astray, misled by this group of people that are saying, Jesus' gospel is not enough. You also need to obey the law, or at least parts of it, right? Okay, that's a lot. I hope that gives us some context now where we can talk about why this matters and what this means. So let's look at verse 18, right? Paul has addressed them. He's given that example. It's, it's not uh, a super everyday example to us, but he's talking about covenants, right? He's talking about an eternal promise. That's what a covenant is. It, it's a deal between two parties that's eternal. And he gets into this, right? Because the covenant involves an inheritance, right? It's kind of like a contract. They make a deal and there's an inheritance that people receive. Paul says, for if inheritance, if the inheritance, excuse me, depends on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise, right? The law and the promise, uh, Moses and Abraham. But God, in his grace, gave it to Abraham through a promise. Okay. The inheritance talk about what that is, comes through the promise, not the law. That's what this verse, that's what this sentence is saying. The inheritance is what? What is the inheritance that Paul is talking about? It's, it's the good gift. Ultimately, it's fast forward to where we are now, to where Paul is. The inheritance is the gospel. It's the good news. It's what the result of the gospel is. It's the reception of eternal relationship and life with God. That is what we inherit, right? We can see in this verse, he's putting these two different things, one against another, the inheritance and the law, right? It is the inheritance, or not the inheritance, excuse me, the promise and the law. It's the promise that comes for us, that is the thing we look forward to. It's the promise that delivers So what is the law? What actually is the purpose? Well, in verse 19, he says that the law was actually given because we messed up. Okay, so that's how we have to understand this. And I think we, we, the way we approach the law and the way we think about the law, sometimes we think about the law as this, or the Old Testament and the way people in the Old Testament were saved, right? How did anyone in the Old Testament even like have a chance to go to heaven? I think sometimes the way we approach it is, well, say, you know, say you want something out of your parents and you're trying to make a deal with them. Uh, And maybe you've had some mixed behavior recently, so you're going to go around, you're going to clean the house, you're going to do the dishes, you're going to mow the lawn. Probably not now, it's horrible weather, but you're going to mow the lawn. Uh, You're going to take out the trash. You're going to clean the bathroom. Whatever it is, right? You're going to do your chores. You're going to do things that kind of sweeten the pot, you know? Kind of add a little bit of incentive to your parents to let you go out with your friends or to let you go to the movie or, you know, let you stay up late, extra video game time, whatever it is. You're trying to do some things to maybe cover up some of the things that you've messed up and make that new deal, right? I I actually think that's kind of how I have thought about the law in the past and especially growing up is that what happened is that the law has all these rules and it has sacrifices and, you know, they had to kill a lamb and all these kind of things. I, I think that I kind of viewed it as these people do these things to make God happy so that God doesn't kill them, right? And if they do enough of it, then it means that they were good and they get to go to heaven. But right here, actually, in, in this one chunk of verses, actually, in like these paragraph or two from Paul, he's going to tell us how that's not true. 
what was the purpose of the law, right? We're talking about this promise in the law. We're talking about an inheritance. He says that the law in verse 19, we don't have a slide for this, just know this. Verse 19, he says that the, the law was given because we messed up, because we sinned, God actually gave us the law to show us how to fix things, to show us, hey, these are the boundaries. This is how you've messed up. This is what you can't do. And also, by the way, this is to protect you. That's what the purpose of the law was. The purpose of the law was never to deliver on the promise. And that's the key. Now, in 21 and 22, Paul addresses something that's so important. The law and the promise, Abraham and Moses, they're not in conflict with one, with one another, right? We've been talking a lot about the differences of them, but they're not in conflict. They're not contradictory, right? He says this, is the law therefore opposed to the promises of God, right? Because it kind of sounds like that. Absolutely not. No. For if a law had been given that could impart or give life, then righteousness would certainly have come by that law. But scripture, God's word, the Bible, has locked up everything under the control of sin so that what was promised being given through faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. All right, so I said this week and last week are connected, and this is going to sound like last week, but this is the good news. It is not about the law to save you. You do not obey the law. You do not do enough good to save yourself because you can't. You literally cannot. That's what he says. If a law had been given that could give you life, it wasn't. But what was given was Jesus' life, his sacrifice, his gift to us. That's what was given to us, that we are given the opportunity to receive the inheritance, to receive the promise that God has given us, right? So here's some takeaways, right? Remember, it's not about doing good works. You'll hear that a lot. I hope you guys stick around at ASM for years and years. You'll hear that a lot. It's not about doing all the good things. Just like last week, though, we do good things out of love, out of faith, right? We have faith that Jesus died for us. We have faith that Jesus loves us, that God loves us, that he has a plan for us, that he wants to use us. And because of that, I want to serve him. I want to obey him. I don't do it because I'm trying to earn relationship or love. I do it because I have relationship and love, right? It changes. Your motivation changes. And that matters. That's important. Why do you do things? Again, hopefully, why do you do things for your parents? I hope it's not to get things out of them. I know sometimes that can be the motivation, but we should do things for our parents, our siblings. Think of your best friends. You are kind to your best friends because you love and care about them. You're not trying to win their friendship. You already have it. You do it because you care about them. With God, it should be that much more, right? We have been given much. We have been given into this inheritance of much of life, of relationship with our God and our Savior. And so our takeaway here is that we obey him not to try to win that love. We've already got it. We obey him because he has given us that love. 
like I said, this is a confusing passage. I know you probably have more questions. I actually encourage you, if you have more questions, text, message, your small group leader, talk to your parents, your grandparents, whoever it is that, that helped you kind of show, show you ASM and find this video, talk to someone about it. Ask questions. Try to understand what does the text say. That is what we're all about here at ASM. Uh, and I hope you guys can find some answers. I'd love to chat with you about it. If you haven't been back, we miss you. It's time to come back. We, we'd love to see you here. Um, but with that, have a great week. Hope you guys follow, obey Jesus, serve him well.